humility part is because I know what I know what we started with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I was here. <laughs> I was here painting the walls and when we couldn't we went from we couldn't pay the people to do the work. We had to do the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that. Um Jeez, man, that's just that's just crazy. Man. Yeah. Um Consistency people. Mm-hmm. Consistency. Get your water and keep some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. So hey y'all, thank you so much for tuning back into my YouTube channel. I am Kiani, the responsible homegirl. And here we have no other than... Mr. Plug himself. Period. <laughs> Period. So y'all, today I am having a conversation, an interview with Ryan. The owner of the plug, the serial entrepreneur, mm -hmm. the wise man, the breadwinner. Period. So um, we just gonna get into it. Like I said, Think Like a Mogul is all about exposing people to greatness in our own backyard. It's easy for us to like glamorize and look at other entrepreneurs and other people doing stuff in other places. But South Carolina definitely has some people doing great things, some dope entrepreneurs doing dope things. So today we're going to hear from Ryan, we're going to tap into his mindset, That's fine. and how he thinks like a mogul. Perfect. So just to get started, Ryan, can you tell us the backstory? So how you grew up, what was your childhood like, and how did that kind of shape the man you are today? So I grew up, well you're familiar with it because you're from Kingston, but I grew up actually in Hemingway, mm -hmm. South Carolina. So it was, I'm the first, I'm the first grand, first great grand. I'm the oldest of five, only boy. I got five younger sisters mm -hmm. from 22 to Riley is set six. Wow. So yeah, that, um, I always, like anytime I was able to get out of Hemingway, like I took advantage of that. Like mm -hmm. anytime I was able to just go see anything. Yeah. And I used to always, even now, like if I travel somewhere or I go anywhere, or experience something, I try to take that and bring it back to wherever we at. Love it. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to try to see what I can use from that. Um, another big factor as far as like my upbringing was definitely my granddad though, for sure. Uh, so we got, we had a lot of land, like a lot of land. Uh, so we used to do a lot of farming. Okay. So it would be, bro, 90 degrees, 100 degrees. I'm 10, 11 years old and we out there doing peanuts, tobacco, uh, college, you name it, mm -hmm. we're doing it. My grandma used to always tell me, he was like, yo, you, you can have champagne taste, but you can't have it with beer money. Mm. So he told me either I'm gonna do what I gotta do mm -hmm. to go and do the things I wanna do and buy all the stuff. Cause he saw from an early age like, what I wanted to do, I think. He just never really said anything. Right. But it was either me do what I need to do or be back out here in this field with him. And I wasn't coming back to that field, let alone come back anyway. I'm I love him away, I know where I'm from, what I'm from, but I, I wanted to get away. And that he hit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he hit different. So doing that is just and I always like. Another big thing about my granddad and like my uncle, mm -hmm. my mom, like all of them, it's just like they always had, like my granddad was a straight hustler, period. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when he retired, but for the latter part of my life, you know what I'm saying, he always had money, but he ain't never had no job. Mm. So it was one of those things where it's like, damn, if I can see how, he get up every day and say, I gotta give me some money. Period. Period. And, and I, I took that, like I tell myself every day, I gotta do something. I can't stay in the house, I can't. I can't do it. I gotta go get you something. I gotta do something. Yeah. So from a very young age, you was already like being molded, or do you oh, feel sure. like you were being molded for entrepreneurship? Definitely. Um, because you saw it. Yep. 
My stepdad had his own business. Uh, my grandmother's brothers had their own businesses. Wow. Uh, my uncle had just opened a law firm. Mm -hmm. So like I saw the, I'm gonna do it on my own from right here. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like I just kind of took that. But in that same breath, I'm gonna say that I'm humble enough to work a job though. Like some people are opening business, but like, oh, nah, I ain't never, right. I ain't never, no, that's not the case. Cause if I got kids and they need to, or my girl or whatever, and they need whatever, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do. Yeah. And I like the fact that you said that because I always bring up this point, like rich dad, poor dad, reading that book, that kind of like changed everything for me. And one thing that he said in the book was work to learn, don't work for money. For sure. So it's nothing wrong with working a nine to five at nothing all. Nothing wrong with that. I wish social media was time. I don't know if you be seeing my rants, bro. I'd be like, <laughs> if social media tell you open the business, you get a million dollars. That's what social media tell you. I need my coin then. No. <laughs> And I hate it because it's like you read the comments and you read the repost and there's so many people that's feeding into that shit. And it's like, bro, yeah. this isn't, that's not a reality. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't know what you see. I feel like we, you know, social media also gives you, it's a gray area because it gives you the good side of things. Mm -hmm. You know, people posting it and they did 30000 last month, whatever Hope. the case may be. Hope. Yeah. But they didn't tell you what they had to go through to get to that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or they posting these thousands of pairs of shoes and they tell you how many pairs they're taking an L on. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people just... We glamorize literally what we see. We don't think nothing past that. Yeah. Oh, we see, oh, he got, no. You don't know what that man had to do to get that. Yeah. What she had to do to do that. Like, literally, yesterday, I closed my first mobile home deal. Oh, word. I, 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 I saw it. I like it. I like it. I saw it. I did it in six days, but it took me six months. No matter. But, no, but I, yeah. I share that to say, on social media, sometimes people say, I did this in 10 days. Yeah, I did this sure. in 14 days. But how long did it take you to get to that? For sure. It's not easy. It's not. It's not easy at all. Yeah, no, we started the, we started the plug with 72 items. Okay. Not 72 shoes. <laughs> 72 items. And it's just like, you know, five years later, you know, we doing XYZ, going to these places. And we done featured on Nice Kicks, okay. Sneaker News, uh, George Killed on Full. They flew out and interviewed us. I guess on YouTube right now, like 60K views. Oh, that's good. Um, We've had uh, plenty of celebrity clientele, um, Cardi B, the, anybody you can think of. You know, I mean, plenty of people. Right. Um, but like you say, you know, people don't see that part. Yeah. And I'm kind of okay with it because you know, you're not necessarily supposed to see that part, but don't see someone else reaping the fruits from it. Just be like, oh, I need it. That's for me too. Yeah. That might not be for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we can't despise the humble beginnings. No, you can't do that. So one, one, another thing that I want to touch on in the beginning, you um, said something key, which was whenever you go someplace, you try to bring it back. Yeah, I take so. Can anytime. you talk a little bit about how being exposed as an entrepreneur has like literally changed stuff for you? I was telling Kevin, my partner, the other day, I was like, bro, I feel like I was already traveling and doing X, Y, and Z before you opened the store, but shoes have taken me places that I never thought I would have went. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, I can't disclose who we went to go do all this with. Mm -hmm. But, so last January, we had got uh, flewed out. But we had got <laughs> flewed out uh, to Chicago to meet with some Bears players and Green Bay, Green Bay Packers players. That's right. And they bought all the shoes that we bought. We flew out there to sell them the shoes. Mm -hmm. Put us up in a hotel, had a drive for us, all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you don't know what we had to do to even get to that point. Right. You know, so it's just... Can you touch on that though? Like, what did it take? Was it building relationships? Was it being in the right room at the right time? I feel like I feel like it's building relationships. 
Um, I don't believe in burning no bridges. Mm. I, I will say that. We might not see eye to eye, but I never. I might need you. I might. I'm. I could be. My mama could be in Kingston or something. Right. And I might need to call. I can't think of nobody else, but I can think of Kiana. Right. And I could have did something, and we ain't even talking about now. I got to go out my way to. It ain't that deep. Right. I feel like we, we need to start taking things for literally what it is mm-hmm. and everything else that, that don't matter. I'm happy you said that, especially in this cancel culture that we got oh. right now, like you perfect. So I'm so happy you said that, like you never know who you will need. But you never know. You don't know who you'll meet. So I have another business. Mm-hmm. I have the convenience store and everything, right? Yeah. My partner, I met him in here. We weren't even talking about business we was talking about shoes and autographs mm-hmm. and i didn't even know i was talking to he's a multi-million they got 22 businesses from here to tennessee wow crazy bread but i'm just saying i never you never know who you're speaking to yeah this man took my number called me three months later about a project that he had already had going on mm. so it's just you, you just never know bro i feel like you gotta take advantage of everything right Period. every opportunity everyone right so now let's bring us up to speed so you leave him where you graduated from? I graduated, so, okay. So I was born in, I was born in Charleston. Okay. I was raised in South Carolina, right? I did, my mom was teaching in North Myrtle Beach. That's where she started. So I did pre-K and kindergarten in North Myrtle Beach. Then we moved back home, so mom built a house. So I did first to sixth grade. No, I did first to fourth grade at Pleasant Hill, fifth to seventh grade at Carver's Bay. Okay. And I went to Carolina Forest from eighth grade and graduated Carolina Forest from Myrtle Beach. So when you were in school at Coastal, did you know like, oh, I'm going to open up the plug? Like, tell me about that. You know what's wild? No. <laughs> what was your major? I didn't. My major. So if I had a job in the view, I would say that I have a bachelor's of science in political science okay. with a concentration in domestic politics, okay. with a minor in geospatial intelligence systems and music. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, so <laughs> so the geospatial intelligence system, not the music, the music didn't even uh, finish the minor, but the geospatial for sure. Okay. Anyway, so basically with geospatial, let's say for instance you wanted to know what all stores sell red Gatorade in a 50 mile radius. Mm. And like I might work for Tom, so now I can map out which stores need X, Y, and Z right. on like a certain software. Gotcha. Or I could design like plane routes so to see like what they should fly over, what they should avoid, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, okay, let me tap into your mindset about that. Like, why were you interested in that? Like, okay, why? Initially, I wanted to be a U.S. Marshal. Okay. Like, I, I, I wanted to be, I didn't want to be the police. Well, that's the police, but I didn't want to be like the regular police. Like, okay. squad car police. I'm trying to go get the, the real big dogs. Let me shoot at people and all kind of craziness. Right. So, I wanted to do that at first. And Coastal didn't have criminal justice as a major, so political science was the next best thing. Okay. Um, I interned in D.C. at the Capitol. I'd already made uh, made the proper, you know, um, relationships to get an internship with the Marshals in Arizona. So when I graduated, I started working two jobs. Me being in D.C. and seeing like politics up close and personal kind of put a little taste in my mouth, so I didn't really want to go back. Kind of. Okay. And I didn't really want to go back, so it was either go back to DC where I didn't want to go mm-hmm. or open this. And we've been doing this, like, we just took it to a store. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this. In college. Bro, you talk about relationships burning bridges. Everything I'm able to do at 5, 12 p.m. September 8th, 2021 is because of relationships I made years ago. Right. And I feel like, you know, we don't be thinking about that, like, 
I seen an article or a video with a dude was like he already in 2040. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like how I'm trying to see how I can figure it out to get to 2040 as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's um you got you just gotta make the right decision for now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no kid, I don't got no kids yet, so I'm trying to make decisions now so that when they come and when they age, they, they be straight. Thank we you. ain't have that. Right. We ain't had that. Not saying my mama wasn't trying to do that, but we right. didn't have they we didn't have that option. Yeah. We ain't had that option. Go to school or go to the military. I'm trying to have it to where I can get my kids a business or something. Mm-hmm. They'll be ahead of the curve. Yeah. You know? And I love the fact of right now I feel like we are in a generation of people trying to craft out their own path. And that can be hard and easy at the same time because no, go ahead, what you was gonna say? I would like for everyone to understand that, you know, even though we can craft our own path, mm-hmm. it's still not for everybody. Absolutely. You know, like, like I talk about with the whole, you know, you have a job, all you do is clock in. The money's there, you just gotta get the, get the hours. Mm-hmm. But if I don't open, if I don't sell nothing today, I don't eat today. Right. So I feel like, you know, you have to have that mentality as to, I gotta do whatever I gotta do. Right. A lot of people don't have that because social media, again, makes it to where, oh, open a business, you get a million dollars. Yeah. Like it's easy. Like it's easy as hell. Right. Everyone thinks, oh, you, we can, everybody can sell shoes. That's not the case. You can have a hundred pairs, but can you move them? <laughs> that's not the case, bro. Like I, I don't, I don't be getting it. But that's why I stay in my, you know, stay in my little bubble, and I do what I need to do. And but you spent your facts though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everybody don't understand that though. Mm-hmm. They, they don't. Yeah. So another thing that I want to touch on is you said that y'all were already doing this in college, but you brought it to a store. Mm-hmm. So in college, what made you say, I'm getting these shoes and I'm gonna sell them to whoever? Well, I'm gonna take it further back from college. I still got baby shoes. Are you serious? Yeah, hell yeah. My mom, I feel like this, and this this isn't to, to put my uncle out because he's a great uncle, okay? <laughs> but he was in the military when I was growing up. That's that's my man, honey, grand. But he was in the military growing up, so I didn't really get to see him a lot. Right. But every time I saw him, I don't give a damn where we were, I got a pair of shoes. Wow. Every time I see, I saw him, mm-hmm. I got a pair of shoes. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of carried over. And then when that happened, I started to understand how much this shit is really worth. Yeah. You know, um, and I got one referral in high school and I was just skipping school to go camp for shoes. I, ain't, I wouldn't be bad, bro. I don't be doing all of that. I don't be doing So you love sneakers for real? Yeah, for real. sure. And I feel like that's what separates us. Like, mm-hmm. everybody coming into it now, Keanu, like, they, it's literally all dollar amount. Yeah. You, all shoes sell out now. You know what I'm saying? Mids, running shoes, shit that don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's literally because how much can I make? Yeah. And I feel like that that's the gray area like that the OG sneakerheads that's really into it mm-hmm. have with these this new age. Yeah. Like. But whatever you do, I feel like it gotta be deeper than a dollar. Oh, it the is. money is never gonna be enough. Gotta be deeper than a dollar. Yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be spending X, Y, and Z traveling from city to city. I might fly I might get into this city and I might get into Dallas tonight. Mm-hmm. Go to the show in the morning, fly out of Dallas that next night to be back at work the next morning. So like it got it. It's it has to be deeper than the dollar, right? You know, if it was just a, if it was just about the dollar, I wouldn't go to none of these shows. <laughs> I would wait until whoever brings whatever in, and we just buy it right in there right. and leave it alone. Yeah. But because we want our people to have a certain product or a certain experience, mm. then you got to pour that shit into it, and that go back to everybody not ready for that. Yeah. But social fucking media <laughs> makes you think. 
that it, you know, oh, you should be a business. You should just open a business. You know, I didn't know how serious reselling sneakers, oh, the real. sneaker industry was, period, until I watched that interview with you. I can't remember who interviewed that's, that's you. A, that's a sneaker news I'm talking about, Nice Kicks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the entire interview, y'all, on IG Live, and mind you, I mean, I don't know nothing about those sneakers, oh, but I was... Nick. That's what you're talking about, IG yeah. Live. Okay, okay. I was so interested the entire time, and I'm like, people acting like this with sneakers for real? So for anybody that's watching this video who are not really familiar with like sneaker resale industry, like can you tell them a little bit about it? So it's like I said, buy, sell, trade. Um, the sneaker industry, and just like I said in that video, is honestly safer than stocks. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to have that conversation right now. Come on, give them the real. <laughs> and the only, excuse me. The only reason why I'm gonna say that is because well, one of the reasons I'm gonna say that is because what's the dude from Tesla? Elon Musk. Elon Musk could tweet that he had a bad day or he don't like Coca-Cola mm -hmm. or whatever the hell that even means and the market will plummet. Right. These shoes ain't going down. Yeah. You never hear about a brand new shoe decreasing in value. Mm -hmm. You never hear that part. The shoes, me and Kev's talking about, it's a pair right now. Uh, for any sneaker heads that's watching this, it's the Igloo Ones. Four years ago, Kevin sold that shoe for $700. That shoe's $4,500 now. Are you serious? You know what I'm saying? So, it, it's it's so it's so it's crazy. It's, mm -hmm. it's a it's a tight knit market, though, but it's crazy. Yeah. And this this realm is all about relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For instance, Nick, I ain't seen Nick in three years, but I met Nick one time in Houston at a basketball game. Mm -hmm. And now you know what I'm saying? That created a friendship. I'm right. Not, just like I said, I would call you. I might I might be in Philly. I might meet Nick. Exactly. I know somebody there. Right. So you just never know, bro. Yeah. You never know. I love that. I love the fact that you took something that you were passionate about and found a way to monetize it because I feel like when I went to college, I definitely chose a major, I chose a career route based off of money because I knew I wanted to make a lot of money, but I just didn't know like how I was gonna get to the money. So I'm like, okay, I literally typed this in Google. <laughs> what job makes six figures? <laughs> literally, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be a dentist. I went to college in Charleston, got in bio 111, it was all right. Buy a 112 D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass with a whole D. So I'm like, these natural sciences are oh, not for me for sure. at all. For sure. So can you touch on like how how can you like create a lifestyle where you are doing the things that you love and not necessarily doing things just for a paycheck? For one, whatever you do, it doesn't matter where you work. You gotta want to work there. Mm. You know what I'm saying, like. These folks will pay you 200K a year, but you hate everyone there. You hate the whole system. You get into it with your boss all the time. You, you and your coworkers be beefing. Right, like is it worth so it? So is it worth it? Yeah. Prime example, I asked someone, I said, uh, I was talking to one of my friends. I ain't gonna put his business out there like that. I was talking to one of my friends and I said, bro, I said, would you potentially come and work for us? But for a pay cut. And he said, how much of a pay cut? I said, well, I think he making like, I wanna say he making like 20 an hour. Mm -hmm. And I think I told him like 14. 15. But I said, along with that 14, 15, you'll be traveling with me. You will be, you basically be my shadow. You know what I'm saying? Like, Exposure. All of Experience. That. So is it worth it to you? Because it's less of a headache. You see what you see what we're doing here. Right. It's not it's not no strenuous work. So yeah. are you going to take that little four, five dollar pay cut for more peace of mind? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to go and sacrifice that 200K or whatever the case may be? Yeah. So I just, you, you have to want to be in it. Um, I also feel like going back to the, to the sneakers, it's like, 
everybody's coming in now, I feel like it's gonna kind of wean its way out because you got people that's really in it, that's really, really doing this, really, really know what's up. Right. And then you got people that's coming in for the dollar, mm -hmm. the monetary vision, like right. you said. So as far as just creating a lifestyle, I mean, you gotta have them, them hungry, them hungry nights, them early mornings. Yeah. I also didn't tell you this was all golden from the beginning. I never tell you that. I know it wasn't. I never tell you. Um, but where we at now, though, you know what I'm saying? It was all worth it. Yeah. It was all worth it. Did yeah. you have to make a lot of sacrifices in the beginning? Bro. <laughs> Talk to me. No, so listen. So I told you I was working two jobs. Right. That I quit because it was opening this. Mm -hmm. Me and Kevin, I think Kevin Carr broke first. We, I, would, I lived in Carolina Force, Kevin lived in Sockerty. Mm -hmm. I had to drive from Kellen Forest to Sagasti to pick Kev up. How far is that? It's probably like 15, 20 minutes depending on your drive. Okay. To pick him up to be to work. So at one point, yeah, we're been songs, but we're sharing a car. Mm. Then my car goes down and his car working. Yeah, we're been songs, but we're sharing a car. Right. So it's just like, it's, 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 a, it's an array of things I can tell you that, you know, you just gotta be, are you willing to go through that? Yeah. yeah. Are you willing to go, are you willing to put an extra mile? Mm -hmm. You just said, you know, I got two phones right here. When I close at 6 o'clock, this is not stopping. Yeah. This is not stopping. Always working. Always working. Yeah. I mean, you're never off. That's another thing with an entrepreneurial thing. Mm -hmm. Like, are you okay with that? Does it feel like work, though? No. Yeah. No. And I think that goes back to passion. Yeah. And that's why it has to be deeper than dog because it's nowhere you're going to stick with something for a long, like longevity standpoint, for sure. if you only in it for the money. Yeah, no, that, it never feels like work. Yeah, definitely. It, it only feels like work when it comes to like the business side of things. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's so, cause accounting, you know what I'm saying? Taxes, all that stuff, that's real stuff. You yeah. Know? Um, that, it's business for real. That when it, when it comes into it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So now can you take us back? Because you know, the Responsible Homegirl, we are all about personal finance and financial literacy. I feel like another thing that's kind of like popping on social media is you can do this with no money, you can do that with no money. But. But I'm thinking about deleting it. For real. You have to have skin in the game. So, can you talk about financially preparing to. Because you're the first person I actually interviewed um, on Think Like a Mobile who has like a physical retail store. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about financially preparing from like, you know, just selling meeting in a car, meeting face-to-face, -face, whatever, to bring all of that to a physical location. For one, I want social media to stop selling these people that it takes no money to do <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Child. For two, um, as far as the financial part, you know, I'm gonna give you the real, the real deal. Mm -hmm. When we opened the store, like I told you, we had 72 items. I probably had like 2,500 mm -hmm. to my name at the time. Ken probably had like four grand, four or five grand. And we just took that. I sold most of my like high dollar stuff mm -hmm. to run up you know, two, three more thousand dollars. And we just did, we just took it and went in from there. So that. let's say it. If I go back to, if I go back to the plug, if anyone goes back to the plug Instagram mm -hmm. for when we was open from our very first day to probably, and I was, I was pleasant to be the brother then too. From January to May, I wore the same pair of shoes, and that's big from a sneakerhead. Cause my, I got, I don't know how many I got. I can't even disclose that right now. But you know what I'm saying? It's just 
are you are you mentally there? Yeah. To be ready to do that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I ain't ashamed of it. Shit, it made it. it and my thing is, it made it. It made for, you, for you to have twenty five hundred dollars in your account, and you are moving to a physical like that's a big risk. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like, are you willing to take the risk and bet on yourself? You gotta drop me, you know what? Yeah. And and just bet on yourself. Like I always even posting on Instagram. I'm gonna bet the house on me every time. Right. Every damn time. Right. I'm bet on me. Um, you, you just gotta be with that risk, man. Because, I mean, the same energy that you can put into it, this is how I think about it, the same energy that you put into building somebody else's vision, you can definitely do it for oh, yourself. For sure. But do you have the discipline to do it consistently? Because you five years in. For sure. And I'll also tell you another thing that really, I ain't gonna say it helped me, but it showed me. It showed me more than what I thought it was showing me at the time. Mm-hmm. Party promoter. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. Because, you know, like, you got you got little parties and you got big parties. That's just what it is. That's flat out what it is. You got little parties, you got big parties. Mm-hmm. So I started off in little parties, you know what I'm saying? Where where we might, you know what I'm saying, the door might be doing three, four thousand, up to now, you know, thirty, forty or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But it's like it showed me money money management. Yeah. It showed me how to conduct myself with different customers because if we got two thousand people in here that's two thousand different answers yeah so now it's showing me how to walk in these different circles mm-hmm. um networking yeah uh how did you get into party promoting so i ain't gonna disclose no names again <laughs> all right so when i came to coastal uh-huh. i came to coastal uh, i graduated high school 2011 we came uh in the fall of 11 going into 12 whatever so, one of, one of the people at the time wanted to talk to my best friend. Okay. Okay? My best friend wasn't going for it. <laughs> so, his only way of potentially getting to that was to put me on. Mm. You follow? Yeah. But at the time, he didn't even know I'm from here. Right. So, the club that he ran out to do all these clubs at, them my folks. Right. So, now I show up and he think I'm coming to talk to him, but I'm going to talk to the owner. You feel me? Like, no, I, I know you, but I know him for real. Exactly. So, um, once he saw, you know what I'm saying, who I knew and that I had, you know, I know everybody around here, everybody, 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 they just went from there. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it literally went from paying the dues to, you know, bigger parties. Yeah. And you, you just gotta have, in anything you do, bro, you gotta have a discipline. Something that you just said, pay your dues. Oh, Tell you gotta pay your dues, man. Again, I ain't gonna spoil no man. I know I keep saying that, but. That's just what's going on. Um, bro, I did probably three years, three and a half years mm-hmm. of doing that and barely getting any bread. Putting in that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the time, you see, like I tell you, I take something from every situation. Yeah. So at the time, I was like, yeah, I want the money. But maybe I can learn this shit and do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Say I that louder for yeah. the people in the back. I could take my time. I, I could want the money right now. I could make a big fuss. Yeah. Bro, you ain't paying me. You, bro, you ain't, bro, you ain't doing uh, bro, you ain't whatever, whatever. Right. Or I could shit, sit here and pee around them corners. And Observe. Try to get in them conversations. Because eventually, motherfuckers know you going to meet. Right. Because you around. So you had to just wait that time. Yeah. And you know, like I said, go back to, are you willing to do those things? Mm-hmm. And this generation, oh god, they skip that part. Yeah. Don't nobody want to pay no dues. Really, nobody want to host no more. To yeah. be honest, 
Everybody wants something to get it. Drake on um, Certified Lover Boy said, Everyone knows the price of everything but the value of nothing. That was Jay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just being honest with you, Ryan, you real like speaking to me. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Being very honest. Like, I was having a conversation with my mom, and like I just said, like, it was my first mobile home deal, but maybe about two months prior, a deal fell through. I'm pissed. So frustrated, so I'm venting to my mama mm -hmm. because it's very few people that I vent to about business stuff. For sure. She was like, Keanu, you need to stop being so entitled. And when I tell you, it was like she didn't gonna stab me in my chest. She was like, nobody gonna owe you nothing. And you know what? I'm that friend. She was like, do was the work. Do the work. My mama been an entrepreneur for God knows how long. So I'm like, and she on my soapbox. But she like, she right, bro. No, I don't owe you nothing, girl. Well, I tell you, the get realest, over it. The realest thing I heard, and it was, I can't even remember how many words it was, but it was something that happened, and I was trying to basically get to the bottom of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to see what's going on. I, me and some people had got into, well, my folks and some other people got into it, mm -hmm. and it was just basically just gonna be into some whole other stuff. Right. And I was trying to figure out, and I'm asking the club one that I'm telling you about the time. That's like my my role model. You know what I'm saying? For a certain extent. Mm -hmm. He said, get out your feelings and make that money. Yeah. And I and just like you said, I felt like he like, damn, you you ain't even being nice or right. hearing me. Where's the empathy? You feel me? <laughs> but I went home and that's me. Like I hear something right now. Like me, because I want something right now, and I'm gonna think about it again tonight or again in a few days. Yeah. And process it. And I might even come back to you one. I don't know. But I'm just saying though. So I took that. And I ran with it. Yeah. Cause you can't have you can't it's plenty of customers that may not think that we run the store how they would want it to be ran. But yeah. if I wanted to argue with everybody, I would get nothing done. Yeah. I would get nothing done. So you have to take criticism and just move on with it. It is what it is. Yeah. Now I reference to your situation, even with us, Raven, you have to take your L's and, and, and highlight them shits as big as you take your W's and highlight them. Exactly. You know, um, that's just it. Come with it. Yeah. It come with the territory. It come with it, bro. Rick yeah. Ross said you could be doing, you could be an entrepreneur for twenty years. Like the twenty first year, you pop. Mm -hmm. So what you gonna do? Right. That's how I look at it. You know. That time, put that time. Man. You gotta, you gotta put the time in for your dudes, man. Yeah. And it just take a whole like another level of discipline. Tyler Perry was thirty five when he started on place. Thirty six, mm. something like that. Now this ain't got a, a, a sign on two eighty five. Okay. You don't even know who to contact to talk to <laughs> about a sign on two eighty five. Exactly. You don't even know to call. You feel yeah. So yeah. it's just that's bro, that's 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 cons you know what consistency. Yeah. That is the biggest thing of this all. So make sure y'all really tune in on that consistency. Yeah. Let's say fancy like. Um. So we've had. We got Cardi B. I'm gonna just name the people I can think of. Come on, name drop. Cardi B. Mm -hmm. Lil Yachty. Trinidad James. The Baby. 42 Doug. Casanova. Pauly Shore. K Camp. Uh, what's the what's the um, Fredo Bain. Sauce Walker. But I say all that to say. Jay Z could walk in the door right now. Right. I'm gonna take. I'm, we gonna do. We gonna handle the business. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take the picture with him, and then when he leaves, I'm like, okay, we're well, cool with shit. What we doing next? Right. 
You know what I'm saying? You have you have to you gotta consistently want to top yourself. Mm. So that's how I look at it. You're only as big as what you just done. I ain't compete with nobody. That's how I look at it. Right. And some people take it as arrogance, but you you don't know what I did that, that, that to develop this. You, yeah. don't, you don't know what I had. You don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. If you take it as that, then that's fine. We ain't, maybe we just ain't meant to cross and click, whatever. Um, I feel like that helps you too because sometimes, and even talking about this in the Bible, like you need to stay focused on your work, what yeah. you need to do. Because you can get discouraged if you're looking at somebody else like, dang, why ain't there? Why ain't there? Or you can be damn prideful thinking, oh, I'm here and they're here. But God can humble you real quick. And I speak on that all the time. And, it's just, and the only reason why I be talking about the, the humility part is because I know what I know what we started with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I was here. <laughs> I was here painting the walls and when we couldn't. We went from, we couldn't pay the people to do the work. We had to do the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that. Um, geez, man, that's just that's just crazy. Man. Yeah. Um, consistency, people. Mm-hmm. Consistency. Do you ever look back or reflect on your journey and be like, I wish I would have did something different, or I wish I had this, I wish I had that? I I feel like everything. I don't care. It's all down to what I ate yesterday. I feel like it was all for a reason. Right. Cause I don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. What if I wasn't there? What if I didn't meet this person? Mm-hmm. What if I didn't? I got just like just like now for instance, we haven't seen. Well, we haven't. Uh, you've been out of college what two years? A year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's people that you may not have seen in two, three years, or five years that still do stuff off for you off the strength of a relationship. Exactly. So you just you just never know, bro. Right. Um. I can't even think. Of, I don't know. What do you have any mentors that like has guided have guided you through like you know club or just anything period? Um, what's going on, guys? What's going on? What's going on? Um, as far as any mentors, probably be the guy about that do the club, the one that had the club at the time. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, Ken, I don't really you know I don't really try to. I don't say I don't listen to anybody. I'm not gonna say that. Okay. But. I feel like if I'm gonna be listening to you or trying to follow up, whatever you got, you gotta have more going on than what I got going on. Say that. So, and that's not a cocky thing. That's not a whatever. But you never want to be the biggest person in the world. I don't be the. I don't. Why? I'm trying to see what they know. They might just put me on somebody. Right. Whatever. And I feel like for a while that's been my issue because it's like you pouring into so many other people, but who's pouring up, pouring into you? Everything I get, I gotta pay for. Which is no issue. I mean, I don't mind investing in the course, investing in whatever, but I feel like what you said was so key, like, being around people who are doing more than what you're doing. So, Ryan, where do you see Ryan, personal brand, Ryan with the plug, let's just say 10 years from now? Uh, Definitely, like I said in your earlier video, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do another store mm-hmm. this year. So I would say in a 10 year span, at least three to four plugs that are literally self-sustainable. Like I don't have to be here. Like it's like, I'm literally coming in just to check on things. Yeah. And move from there. Straight running it. Only. Straight running it only. Mm-hmm. And total, I would like to have at least 10 businesses. Yeah. You know, so that way it was just, like I said, everything's just kind of doing its own thing. And I have straight residuals. Yeah. I look at all these millionaires and billionaires, you know, they got plenty of funds and residual income. Mm-hmm. You say, bro. I'll see you tomorrow, though. That's when they get organic. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> so tell me about this residual income. Why is that something that you want? 
trying to get into your mindset. I got a question for you. Okay. What is the biggest, and the question when I heard it, it was posed as, what is the biggest saying that the black community has that we live by that is a myth? But I pose the question is, what is the biggest saying that we as people live by? Ooh, I'm going to give you the saying, and then I want you to go off. Okay. You work hard, you'll be a millionaire. You, you'll make money. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you, you got to think, bro. You got people that's 60, 70 years old that's, that's telling you they've been working hard, yeah. but have nothing to show for it. Right. So that's a myth. You feel yeah. me? Because it's like, why? Don't tell me to work to my bones crack or my nails yeah. come back. Um, so it's just like, I feel like you have to, like I want my money to work for me. Being told, like. right. Me. And it comes, a, it comes a point where, mm, I feel like a lot of us, we want money, but money is not what we really want. Money no, is just a tool. Exactly. The time. the time, the freedom, period. But if you're always trading your time for money, you're not going to get that freedom because you don't have no time. And it's like, I chase, don't get it twisted, I love the money. But you literally, I work for my time, I work for the fact that, look, just like I told you, it's a show in Chicago this weekend, it's Wednesday evening, we haven't bought no tickets, I didn't look up no hotels, but if I wake up Friday and say, you know what, I think I'm going to go to Chicago to the show tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to Chicago to that show. Right. So that's what I work for. Yeah. To be able to do what I want to do. It's way bigger than the money. The money the bonus. Right. The money the bonus. But the fact that I can do and, and be my own person, I don't have to hide myself in here. Yeah. This is my, this is us, period. Yeah. You don't like it, and that's just that, you know? Right. You got options. You got access. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something very, very, very powerful. Like, and it's one of the reasons why I don't mind sacrificing right now. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm living back at home with my mom. That's okay. No bills. I got a phone bill and a car payment. Listen, that's a lovely. (laughs) Listen, I would love the luxury of living by myself, living on my own. But I know what I'm working towards. We just had a conversation about Tyler Perry being 35. Oprah's 33. Mm-hmm. And she started, you know what I'm saying? But you'll never be thankful that you in that position, that you even yeah. have a place that you can go back. Some yeah. people don't have it. Right. Absolutely. Some people don't even have it. Right. So, Ryan, to close this out, what words of wisdom can you give to the people in our generation? We in our 20s. <laughs> we want more out of life. We're working towards these things. What words of wisdom can you drop on us for our journey? I think that you should take everything for what it is. I think that I'm gonna say y'all because I don't be doing this, but I think <laughs> y'all should stop stop letting social media predict what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like propaganda, like this that's all that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to I'm not saying steady wrong, but show you whatever it's supposed to show you. Yeah. Um so don't don't feed into that. Um uh, take risk. Mm. Take the risk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I feel like it's some more businesses that I want to open. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know what they're going to do. Just like we didn't know what this was going to do. But I'm going to take the risk though. If I fail, so what? It yeah. is what it is. Shit, I try. Right. So. And you learn. And I learn. We don't take losses. And you know what? 
I'm gonna go back to the, to the words of wisdom, but okay. that's another big thing. Mm -hmm. Don't nobody want to risk them. Like, don't nobody want to take the loss. Yeah. You will risk your three thousand, or you will risk my three thousand, but you want to risk your three thousand. Make it make sense. <laughs> and that goes back to what we were saying earlier. People are like, oh, I want to start a business with no money. Girl, you got the discipline to even save to put your skin in the game for real. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to go. I don't have to start like buying certain things or going out of town or mm -hmm. doing X, Y, Z to, to get to where we are or, or not not buying this like I was saying like bro you you gotta have that discipline right for sure but um yeah take risks don't also don't let nobody tell you what what you're supposed to be doing <laughs> or what you got going on and the only reason I say that is because when we opened or when we were when we started posting it mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying such sneaker boutique the first Hiring, whatever, whatever, coming to Myrtle Beach. Right. Oh, this it, this ain't a market for it. That ain't big enough. What? How y'all gonna get all the shoes? Do y'all know enough people? How y'all gonna? Well, five years later and everything else that's been going on. Right. That's when we figured the it out. The numbers don't lie. I'll tell you. <laughs> so with that being said, bro, take them risks. Don't let nobody else decide this for you. Yeah. Um, live for you. Don't be scared. I love it. And if you are going to be scared, do it anyway. Because I'm not telling y'all no lie. Like, I'm fearless. Yeah, don't be scared. Um, also, this is another big thing. Mm -hmm. For me, at least. I don't ever want to have a what if in my mind. I don't ever want to be like, what if I did that? Or what if I, what if I tried that? Like, yeah. I don't ever want to do that. No woulda, coulda, shoulda. No. So that go back to you not know, saying you can't be scared. Yeah. You got you to gotta let me take that risk. If you fail, so what? Right. You got billionaires that fail. Mm -hmm. I think right now, like, this goes back to social media. People are afraid, not of failing, but failing in front of other people. Mm, you're right. They're afraid of failure. You think so? And the time, what you said, they're so afraid of failure that they're even more afraid to fail in front of people. Mm. When them people don't even matter. No, people don't even really care. No. <laughs> you seen uh, London on the track and someone walking over there? Bro, his baby, his other baby mama said that she only did what she did because he promised to pay her. That shit makes me cringe. Don't I'm sell like, your soul. Do not sell your soul. You have this certain position of power, this position of influence, and yeah. you're using it for, like, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. I agree. It makes no sense. Definitely get, and, and just please don't care what them people think, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Please don't care what people think. Yeah. Because it, it don't matter at the end of the day. Like, That's easier know. said than done, done though. Because we live sometimes to get validation from other people. But when God gives you a vision, sure. literally, it's not nobody else's job to see it. It's your job to manifest it and run the play. You got to make it come to life. You can't you can't sit back wondering oh what Ryan gonna think or what Keanu gonna think like no and you know you like you said you know it's easier said than done mm -hmm. but you literally like you know, like I said like for some people take my comments for arrogance but you don't know what I had to do to get here yeah so I say that says like you don't know why I don't care what you think <laughs> right that makes sense what I'm saying yeah it does like you don't know that bro. Right. And it's really not for you to even understand. Right. But I got different responsibilities and all kind of other stuff that matter more. Damn, I think it's can you afford to care? <laughs> like, we'll never see y'all at the bank. Right. 
I can't even afford to care about you being or feeling some type of way about me promoting my business all day long or me posting about the responsible home girl all day long. I can't afford to care about that. Then I get into uh, a guy earlier, he asked me about uh, how do you feel about black business? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? What do you mean, how do I feel about that? He said, uh, he said, do you feel like you should get highlighted more as a black business? I said, I feel like we should get highlighted more as a business and actually hold. Mm-hmm. And all I want to say is, because don't get it twisted, I love black business. Right. I'm black, clearly. But we have a stigma sometimes. We have Around. a stigma of, of bad business. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that stigma has created a stigma for us that works so hard that we don't want to be a part of that. So I feel like we have to tie that to where we all got to be better. Right. Period. You know? And I wouldn't, I don't mind being in the black business thing, but it's like, it just has such a rough stigma. You go on social media, uh, Facebook, and I seen something, I don't know if anybody noticed this person or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if someone with some hair or nails, and they was just ripping her apart. Yeah, into pieces. Okay? And... The comments are saying another black business, another black business. Even though you might not be in that mindset, but you might see that. Yeah. Now you're gonna be like, damn, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna do that because it, the stigma is as a black business. Let me offer another perspective though, because okay. I see that as well. For sure. I also feel like so two things. One, we are we judge harder and we are harsher on black businesses. Mm-hmm. We can go to Chick-fil-A, we can go to Bojangles, we can go to McDonald's and they can get our order wrong, mm-hmm. but next week we're selling that line. Mm-hmm. Right? We give them grace. For sure. I agree. But then we have the other side where it's people like me. I intentionally want to spend my money with black businesses. Intentionally. I be so it's like it's like two different it's two different sides, but no matter what, you can't please everybody. And the hard part about it is not everybody gonna you know, they're not gonna reciprocate how it should be reciprocated. But it's right. like why sometimes it's like why would I put up with this headache mm-hmm. when I can go up the street and not have nothing? Absolutely. And it's hard and I don't and it's just Especially when I'm giving you my corn on, that man. I work hard for. It's hard. Yeah. And not saying, you know, like black business black businesses tear down, but it's just, I just don't want that stigma to hurt us. Oh absolutely. We done we did a lot of work, man. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. You know, yeah. way more than selling shoes. It's like I was saying the thing, way more than that, bro. Yeah. But the work gonna speak for itself sure. because just with me being in here like when people walk in the door, you don't give them two seconds, you're already greeting them. For sure. So it's about the experience, it's about the relatability. So, sure. I mean, you just you just can't fake the work. You, you, got, you <laughs> gotta do that, you know? You, you go some places where they don't even do that. Right. They're they looking at you like you're a flower ball. So they, when you walk into the plug, you walk into the atmosphere, like, you just. For sure, man. I mean, we just, we we try to make it. The biggest thing we try to make it was literally. It, this is our basement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You come in here and relax. It's chill. It's chill, bro. We yeah. here chill. I might have three or four of my homies in there, or they might be up here playing 2K or on this TV playing 2K. You never. It's a chill environment. We ain't trying to be that serious. Even when dude came here and was um, wanting to sell his shoes mm-hmm. to you, you were like. Bro, I got time. Think about yeah, what you want for it. Like, you're not pressuring him into no number amount, no dollar amount. You, like, take your time. And we thrive on that. Like, me yeah. and Kev, we talk about it. Like, we thrive on Like, I don't ever want to pressure nobody into nothing. Mm-hmm. Ever. I even tell people, uh, Shay, the guy from next door, he was like, um, he said, what kind of business would you guys consider yourselves? He said, you know you're not a retail business, right? I said, what you mean? And I was like, okay. He said, uh. When someone comes in, I'm not trying. The first thing I say is I say, I say uh, hey, or what's good, whatever, whatever. Welcome to the post thing you can see. Right. The price, the size, the owner, everything, all the items are tagged. If you need any help, let us know. Mm-hmm. So once I say that, 
I don't, I'm not coming out here trying to sell you this item. Yeah. I have the item. See, either you want to pay it or you're not. <laughs> right. So it's one of those things where it's like, is it really retail? Because you go so you go on the, the dealers right now, they're going, uh, we have a sale on, or we have this top, or we have these pants. Yeah. We don't do that. Right. So it's like, it's, 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 just, it's just a niche, a niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all in the people business. You care more about like what they want versus okay, sure. what you got to give them. Oh, um, because of the experience and like the level of customer service and quality of the plug, is there any reservations about duplicating what you and Kev have created in different places? Like this is y'all baby for real. You saying like should we or would we? No, like, just are there any reservations, period, oh. about copying this blueprint that y'all already had in place in Myrtle Beach? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it is, mm -hmm. but the, they know. They know. They know? They know. What I mean? They know They know who started this barbecue business, like uh, <laughs> Pop said. So I, I don't know, bro. It's just, I feel like I do see it. Okay. But it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like if if I'm gonna copy you or mimic whatever you're doing, then whatever you're doing must be worthwhile. Absolutely. So I don't. When I do see that, I don't even take it as like a oh he biting or they biting. Mm -hmm. Like they said, Rocky. They said Rocky said you can't do fly shit and expect people not to want to do that same fly shit. Right. So it makes sense. So yeah. and to, this is gonna be another broad statement that everyone not, may not take in. We all bite someone. Absolutely. It's nothing new up under the sun. It's nothing new up under the sun. We can all say, oh, we started uh, yeah. that came that came, it had an origin. Yeah. That info came yeah. from somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Like I always give credit in round two. Round two is the is the godfather. I don't give a they can talk about flight club, they can talk about automotive place. Mm -hmm. Round two is the godfather of buy sell trade. Mm -hmm. Period. <laughs> I don't even know who they is. But they've been around since I wanna say 15, 14? Mm -hmm. Either maybe before, maybe at least fifteen. Gotcha. No later than fifteen, but they are literally the godfathers behind buy sell trade. Mm -hmm. So okay, in fifteen when you Google buy sell trade, it might have been a hundred stores, maybe. Mm -hmm. Now you Google is thousands of stores like mine. Wow. So clearly, it's something worthwhile. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? But it go back to you know everybody bite off somebody. Yeah. That's just what it is. And another thing I want to bring up. Oh, this is supposed to be ending. <laughs> Talk to me. So, me and a friend, we were having a conversation earlier. He was like, okay, I'm trying to get my clothes in this store, da, da, da. But these people, they sell they clothes in this store, too. I hope they don't look at it as competition. And I was like, go to the bread aisle. Why do you feel like competition is looked at in a bad way or in a negative light. You said that people are afraid of failure and they're afraid of failing in front of other people. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Everyone's there, they're afraid of it. Mm -hmm. I feed up. But I think it's a poverty mindset though. If you think that me, if I own a shoe boutique and you own the plug, why do we have to compete? Your people is for you. My people are for me. And there's so much money out here for all of us. You tell me I look at this competition. This could be whether it's a business, whether it's somebody that somebody might have beef with or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You never undermine them. You take them for what they are, 
and don't underestimate it. Yeah. Right? But compete. That's why that's why you have football teams and basketball teams. Right. Teams competing. Yeah. So compete. And I feel you know that that that, that, that drive me. I, yeah. I, I I rather compete. I rather Because who don't want to be the best? I'm trying to be the best. That might make you even go harder. Straight up. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to be the best. But I, I don't get why people don't do that. You made a very good point. You know, you don't got a bread out, it's twelve grand. And you gonna buy whichever one you want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's any it, it's how many uh fast food places you can go and get chicken nuggets and fries? Exactly. Or a burger and fries? Right. I don't know, people you know. And I don't know if that failure mindset or being scared of it, I don't know if that's a victim mindset too though. And when I say this, I don't know if it's a victim mindset because like you don't want to be victimized as a person that oh he failed or she failed when he did something. Mm-hmm. Why does that matter? Yeah. No people probably doing worse than you. Or did not even have the courage you to do anything. So why why does that matter? Yeah. But yeah. Mm, nobody wants to see that. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Ryan, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this talk. You know you are a mogul yourself. Before I um I named the series Think Like a Mogul, it was gonna be Mogul in the Making. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not messing with that because we moguls already. Because you create it here before you create whatever it is in your mind, you know, in the physical realm. So we're not moguls in the making, we're not greatness in like we're not destined to be greatness, like we are greatness. We are moguls. We are doing whatever it is that we want to do. And we're gonna do whatever it gotta take to get it what we doing. Exactly. You gotta put in that work. So any last final thoughts that you wanna share, of course tell the people how they can connect with you so we can close out. Um follow us on Instagram at uh the plug dot sc that's T-H-E-P-L-U-G. The plug dot S C for South Carolina. Um, everything that you see on there, once you do see it uh, and it gets posted, it goes live on our website. So we ship, as long as you have an address, we ship it to your doorstep. Um, and just going back to, you know, just don't be afraid, man. Try whatever. Um, accept whatever's coming. And just ignore, find out what, what, what you're doing it for. Mm. Find out what you're doing it for. So, and why you're doing it. And why you're doing it and go from there. I know what I'm doing it for. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Think Like a Mama. Yeah. Come on, man. One for the plug. One for the (laughs) love.